McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The most fun me in the morning. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Yes, another day that the Lord has made love to rejoice and be glad in it. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Ladies and gentlemen, the senior pastor of Friendship West Missionary Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas, the one and only Dr. Frederick Douglas Haynes. And I know you got a good word this morning. Hey, good morning, Ricky Smiley. Thank you so much. Listen, I'm excited to share the word today based on the song by Dietrich Hatton, which is what? Back to life. Dietrich is basically saying that somebody is looking up to you. Make sure you don't let them down. Please remember that there are those in this world who will want to see the model that they can aspire to become. So whatever else you do, when others look up to you, live such a life that you don't let them down. Don't be phony. Be real. Don't be artificial. Be authentic. Make sure that you stay so connected to the God above you that when others see you, they can see God in you. And when they see God in you, the good news is God will convert your life into a message. And the message that your life is, is a message that says God is good, God is able, and God has a plan and purpose for your life. So y'all, here it is. Dietrich said, be an example, be the one to stand. God will set the money for the man. He said, Mm. be an example, make sure that you take a stand so that when others see you, they know that God is real. God is alive. God is at work. Listen, don't let folk down when they're looking up to you because God is using you to make a difference in someone else's life. Y'all, it's back to life. Back to life basically says to all of us that just as you looked up to someone and they gave you inspiration to keep on keeping on, somebody is looking up to you. Make sure you don't let them down. Y'all, it's about being back to life. There it is. That's a good word this morning, Pastor Haynes. Let everybody know how you can be reached. Hey, thank you, Ricky Smiley. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at SH Unscripted. You can also check out my sermons on YouTube, Frederick Haynes. I'm on Twitter at SH Unscripted, too. There it is. All right, Pastor Haynes, let's get into some music, man. Love you. Love you. Have a great one, Rick. Hey, you too. Let's go. News headlines. All right, got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's what's happening in news. Attorneys for Donald Trump want a new judge in his 2020 election interference case in a filing on Monday. They argue that Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is black, should recuse herself for previous statements. They say give the appearance of bias. Trump's attorneys say her words create a perception of prejudgment incompatible with our justice system. 
In other news, the Chicago Police Department announced the arrest of the suspect who allegedly unleashed two violent dogs on police officers on Sunday. Chicago resident Bernia Jones was charged with one felony count of aggravated battery of a peace officer, according to the Chicago Police Department. She also faces two misdemeanor counts of resisting or obstructing a peace officer. Lastly, thousands of guests at MGM Resorts in Las Vegas Strip have been locked out of their hotel rooms after the company was hit with a cyber attack, according to reports. The company's properties include Mandalay Bay, the Bellagio, Luxor, and MGM Grand, among others. 48,000 rooms, y'all. The outage first detected on Sunday night has affected company emails, reservations, room keys, and casino slot machines. Mm. I'm Maria Moore, and that's what's happening in news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what's going on in sports? Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Just win it. Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Ball game. Monday night football last night. Jets beat the Buffalo Bills in overtime. You just heard it right there, man. Quarterback of the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, got injured on the fourth play of the game, man. Possible. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. All this hype, man. And um, he's going to have an MRI today. If it's a torn Achilles, dog, this is a, could be a season-ending injury. So we hoping that it's wow. not that bad, but that's what it appeared to be after watching that replay several times, man. So uh, quarterback Zach Wilson gonna have to have to hold it down for the whole for the whole season. But the Jets defense looked very very good, and uh, we'll see what happens. Kansas City Chiefs, speaking of defense, man, they'll get their big dog back, big defensive end Chris Jones. After he held out, he's uh, gonna sign a one year new deal that will probably pay him somewhere up to about twenty five million dollars this year with all the incentives that comes along with that contract. So we'll see if he can help get Kansas City their first win coming up this week. Quick sports report right there, Gary with the. What's up, Mike? All right, y'all. Drake is back in the news. Y'all know a lot of people are saying Drake is a good person. Then a lot of people are saying his fans are either crazy or he's just a good person. Mm-hmm. It's being reported, y'all, that um, Drake, honey, he was at a recent concert, and they're saying he spotted an unusual sign in the crowd. Now, they're saying, y'all, the fan wrote that um, on the sign said that all he did was he spent all his furniture money on tickets just to see Drake. So they're saying that Drake saw the sign, honey, and they say, he said, you know what? He said, homie, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you 50 bands. And I didn't know bands was money. He gave him $50,000, y'all. He said so he could buy him some new furniture, honey. He said because, you know, um, if this person loved him so much to come see him and spend his furniture money, he definitely should give him some money. You know, that's find nice. some furniture. What? Child yeah, that's me. nice of him to do that, Gary. That's really nice. Yeah, but they said that's the most financial, irresponsible thing a human being could do. <laughs> Why? You know what money Drake got? No, not what Drake got. You spending your damn money on t- some Drake t- concert tickets and you ain't got no well, furniture? Maybe he felt like he wanted to do something special for himself. He'd get some furniture later. Mm, well, don't put your sign up then begging. So that's what he did. He put that sign up. But look what he got. A closed mouth don't get fed. Mm, well, yep. Closed mouth don't get fed on this boulevard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they saying, honey, Beyonce ain't done none of that for her fans yet. So, you know, but he, she, yeah, got she did. Remember, she paid for the train service to stay open all night long. No, Message. she said, well, they said, well, oh, whatever. Yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> the day, honey, I ain't got time to argue. They <laughs> 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 already got you started, huh, Gary? Yeah, okay, already got me started, honey. But anyway, that was crazy. Well, what we going to do is, so what I'm going to do is, I'm going to plan somebody to get your next concert. And we have to put a sign up. And they see I'll be you No, you won't. <laughs> you know, we broke over here. <laughs> we going to see how nice that is. 
You too, Brad. All right, the Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua's. My Kahlua today, y'all, is Parmesan. On the high end, you say Parmesan, and on the low end, you say beautiful light yellow. That's your Kahlua for the day. Brad, what you got coming up in your courteous hotspot? Uh, coming up next in my courteous hotspot, Ashton Kusher faces more backlash as old interviews resurface. I'm going to tell you all about it up next. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The hotspot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. It's so hot, so hot all right, Ricky Smiley Morning Show time for the spot hot. What up, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> what up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brett Tat Tat, and this is the spot hot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Well, y'all, Ashton Kutcher is facing continued criticism as old interviews resurfaced in the wake of Danny Masterson's sentencing for raping two women in the early 2000s. Now, the dude Where's My Car actor and Mila Kunis already shared an apology video on Saturday for writing character letters for Masterson ahead of his sentencing. Now, on a 2003 episode of Punked, Kutcher says Hillary Duff, who was 16 at the time, is one of the girls that they all was waiting to turn 18, he adds, along with the Olsen twins, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, they what? were 17 at the time. Yep, another clip circulating is from 2002, the episode of Rosie O'Donnell's talk show, in which Kutcher and Kunis joke about a bet that was made when she was just 14 years old on the show. Now, Kutcher says in the clip, Masterson told him, I'll give you $10 if you French kiss her, while they were on the set of that 70 show. Now, Kutcher claims he went through with it, but Kuna says she didn't let him. She said, but he tried to, though. So, ooh, that's kind of tough. You, they wrote a, a letter for him and he got uh, convicted of it. That's crazy. Mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know they got to feel crazy. Then they had to make an apology letter. They shared the apology video ooh, on Saturday for who writing the character looking at letter. Young girls. I don't know. I guess I you know. never know because you think you're writing a character letter for like your homie and you would never think they would do something like that. And then it turns out he ends up guilty. I mean, oof, I, you better apologize because, I mean, you just never know what people are up to and what they're doing. And you can't right. trust people. It's just so hard to trust people these days. Moving on, y'all. Whoopi Goldberg returned for the 27th season of The View yesterday after missing the premiere last week due to a case of COVID-19. Now, she received a standing ovation upon returning and said, I missed you too, to the audience. She was also sporting a folding chair necklace, <laughs> oh. which fans adored. Yes, because I got on my folding chair earrings today. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, real quick, according to Hollywood <laughs> Reporter, uh, daytime talk show uh the talk jennifer hudson uh the jennifer hudson show and sherry are all following in drew barrymore's show's footsteps all three shows are set to resume filming new episodes as the wga and sag after strikes continue meanwhile the kelly clarkson show has not yet announced the return date for 2023 2024 season so congratulations to sherry uh jennifer hudson and the talk. All right, y'all. Oh, that's we gonna good. Wrap, that's, yeah. that's good news right there. Absolutely. Cause that's you know, absolutely. Because these people ain't making no money out here. Right. These shows are not running, so thank God for that, for them. Brad, what you got this morning? Let me tell you what I got, Ricky. So the police in the U.K. responded to an observatory on Wednesday evening when somebody reported seeing a bunch of dead bodies, right? So the witness apparently thought there had been a mass murderer or, like, cult ritual killings or something. But when the police got there, it was just a yoga class, and the class was performing the corpse pose, also known as Shavasana, if I said it right, S-H-A-V-A-S-A-N-A. And that's where a person lays on their back with their arms and legs spread out. So you can kind of imagine how that may have oh. looked. 
Now, obviously, it didn't take long for the police to figure out that it was a misunderstanding and the sirens and police activity probably disturbed the students in vibes. Uh, the yoga instructor said, my heart goes out to the people who thought I was a murderer, but I can assure you I just hold space for deep relaxation. And the police say the caller had good intentions. So, yeah. like, that's Ooh. crazy. Hey, them yoga poses are real, though. How long do they stay like that? Like, yeah, man, they stay there for like a count of a minute, two minutes, sometimes even three, depending on whether they, if they're in meditation mode or not. A corpse pose. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's how you lay on. Hey, um, <laughs> with everything that's going on right now, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see something like that, you'd be like, damn, I know this can't be real. Let me call the police. Yeah, you better call the police because you ain't never sure with everything that's going on, like you said. You know, I took a yoga class, and one time the yoga instructor, it's it's supposed to be very flexible and personal to you, but they say if you want to lay there the whole class, you can. Yeah. So it's very unrestrictive. Yeah. Oh, wow. So some people just like, one time I heard somebody snoring. Oh, that would be me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got to try yoga. I I, I think I tried it one time. Uh... On, on, on a beach, and, and I, I, don't, I don't know. I couldn't stretch like that. Try hot I, yoga, I, dog. Get, if you do it, try hot yoga. Now, what is hot yoga? yoga? It's like a sauna in the room. It gets real warm, and you do all the yoga exercises and meditation, but it's just it's just in a hot room. Oh, I do enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll babysit your kid all day, but if, if, you, if you let me hit him, I'll babysit him. If you don't let me hit your kid, don't bring no some <laughs> to my house. When you let me keep your kid, you don't need no hidden cameras, no videos trying to see how I'm treating him. When you come pick your kid up and he got a knot on the corner of his head, what happened to my son? I took a hammer and slapped the out of him. When he got a rope burn around his neck, what that rope? I try to hang the out of his ass. <laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I wanna hip you to the teeth. It's Gary, baby. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news. Y'all, there is being reported that non-African American women all over the country, y'all, are rejoicing and excited. Y'all, they're saying because this man has just received a bag of money. Who am I talking about? It's being reported, y'all, that it's official that Michael Irvin, y'all, former Dallas Cowboy receiver Michael Irvin, y'all, reached a settlement with the Marriott Hotel chain in his one. $100 million defamation lawsuit. Come on now. In February. Now, it's being reported. Now, some people, it's rumored that they're saying that Michael may have received, honey, $25 million from the Marriott. Now, they're saying that the settlement paved the way for Michael to once again, y'all, appear on NFL Network for the first time, y'all, since the Owlet Super Bowl um, coverage began back in February 2006. Now, the late-breaking development, y'all, was first reported by the Dallas Morning News. And they're saying, y'all, that Michael has been reinstated and will be a part of the NFL Network coverage, y'all, of the 2023 season. Good for now, Michael. Man, yeah, you know to read that again. Good yep. for Michael. What was the last one again? They say he's been, be he's been reinstated and will be a part of NFL's network coverage of the 2023 season, said Alexander Wright Miller. Now, they're saying the NFL media vice president of communications, honey. He said that by now, 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 the next order of business, the lady and the man, the everybody that calls him that what what are the consequences for them? Do they lose their job? No, you understand what not. I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that manager that, that got jealous when he was talking to the white girl is he gonna lose his job? What are the consequences uh, for him uh, uh, and, and and the woman that lied on him because they couldn't provide no proof? Well, you already know what's gonna probably happen just because Michael Irvin won this case and he's getting his money. Uh, they're going to probably say, all right, everybody's happy now, so let's ain't go no, back to normal. If I was the uh, uh, CEO mm. of the Marriott, ain't no way in the hell I would keep them if you cause my company $25 million. Message. Okay. For a $17 an hour employee that, that made an a allegation that you could not prove or uh, whatever and, uh, and got that man uh, in that situation and bought that kind of uh, uh, look. To the uh, to the company, right? You understand what I'm saying? I ain't no way they they wouldn't work for me. That's crazy. But even That's the crazy. NFL I'm, network, the network that he was working for, they kind of jumped the gun and took him off the broadcast. So I'd be kind of beating with them too. Absolutely. Like, so yeah. would you take that job back, Rico? Would you go to the job? And even though they did that too, you publicly humiliated. They probably something. gave him something, Gary. You I probably would. just don't know about it. Yep. I'm sure they gave him something. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a big incentive to saying, "Hey, man, we apologize, but you understand why we had to do it." But you know, <laughs> because of the mistake that we made by jumping the gun, here's our mm. little extra thing we want to give you. So I'm sure they put they put some extra sauce on his money. I'm, I made a whole video two weeks ago uh, on Facebook Live. I was upset about it, and I'm like, why Why is Michael, Irv- Michael Irvin on the air? Uh, whatever, and I spoke out about it, and uh, all of this came out today. I'm, I'm just glad uh, well, to see him back on TV. He's one of my favorites. Well, Rocky, if you were my, uh, Michael Irvin and you the sports genius, would you put blinders on the side of your eyes now? You say that again? Would you put, you know, like how they put blinders on the side of horses where they could look straight ahead? Right. Would you put some of those on your face now? For if what? it was Michael Irvin? The lady walked up to him and spoke. Yeah, he, he, didn't he, do he, he was just wrong. being nice. Well, he knew that he could not be nice to white women. He know his future, his past with white women. I wouldn't even want to see nothing white but sugar. So he should. So just someone came up. up to you to speak, say hello, how you doing? I mean, we don't know what the conversation was, but he was just responding to her. Well, whatever it was, she said, honey, that he said something to her. So, you know, I wouldn't even want to even deal with a situation like that anymore if I was him, honey. You know, it wasn't even her. It was that it was that general manager. 
And him and they too. Got, they got jealous when she went over there too. And the general manager was probably trying to smash. She don't want him. And when he saw her run over there to Michael Irvin, he felt some kind of way. Because when I t- let me be quiet, but no. everybody know what I'm what I'm what I'm <laughs> what I'm thinking in my mind. That, that, yeah, that's, mm, go ahead, Gary. Well, we just need to pray, y'all. But congratulations to Mr. Irvin. And hopefully, you know, he takes his money and spend it wisely, honey. Stay at home with his family and yeah. do the right thing. Now, what they should have put in that contract, cut that little mini fro down just a little bit. <laughs> just tape that thing yeah. down. Just take it down <laughs> because it's, it's, it's at, it's at that, that space where eh, that medium space when you're trying right. to grow it long, right? Or mm-hmm. should I cut it off? Is in that, that unhappy place right now. Just, yeah, do I want to twist it up and just start yeah, some yeah, locks? Go ahead and yeah, cut it low and get your wave cap and get some waves for uh, the NFL because. We don't want to like y'all on a little Colorado motorcycle here. Or something. Oh, wow. Well, no, all right, the Kahlua. I've been to go to the Kahlua, honey. The Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorites. The Kahlua today, y'all, is Parmesan. On the high end, you say Parmesan, and on the Lord, you say beautiful light yellow. That's the Kahlua for today. But didn't he have a, uh, don't he have a podcast now on Rock T? Isn't he on somebody's podcast now or another show? He's on well? Undisputed. Yeah, Undisputed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, he went, he went right on over to the Fox. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's so, straight. So, so he's doing good over there, but boy, if he go on there with a chin strap to go on with that little afro, boy, that'll be something. <laughs> he did like that old school helmet yeah. with no mask. Look like, oh, look like, like he got on the, the black old school leather helmet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when before they had face masks, they had them leather uh, helmets. <laughs> Y'all give it up for Gary with the team. Yeah. Hey, Brett. She sang this song from her kidneys. Yes, she did. God. Yes, she did. I love this song. Yes. Boy, that song, that song's giving me chills, boy. Come on now. Oh, I would love to just sit on the side of the stage and watch Tamar sing. That song put tea on her. What the? She on tour. It? She gonna be here soon. She gonna be in Atlanta soon. Yo, she gonna be with so she'll be touring all over the country. I, I just, yep. I just, I just got to sit somewhere on the side of the stage and watch her sing that song. That song, that's a ballad. It that, is. That's, that 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 song is a is a R and B ballad. When you start talking about songs that 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 like like that Steve Perry feel, you know what I'm saying? What's that song by Steve Perry? I like right to that all oh, that damn. Oh, Sherry. Yes, sir. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, dog. Oh, yeah, boy. Don't do that. So now I come to you oh. and love oh. and love. That song like that oh, with, no, with no. feeling. That song got feeling and passion in it. It's full of feeling. love. Yeah. Man, you have a woman that feel that way about you, let you drive her Nissan Altima uh, 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 with AKA tag on the front because you don't have no car because she love you like that because you're giving a pound town and love oh, at night. You heard me. Boy, look at here. Listen here, we got a king of comedy that has a brand new book. Going to be joining us up next. We got the one and only, my big brother and one of my mentors, Cedric the Entertainer, is coming on the the Richard Smiley Morning Show. Up next, let's go. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. 
Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, y'all, this is Mata Morris. I'm talking about you. Welcome, Get at me, 8669. Ricky, here we go. Here we go. Wake up. Wake up. It's time to get yourself together. Get it Carolina, and I want to say Ricky Smiley, your whole team, God bless you. Walk by faith, not by feelings. Wake up, Charisma. Wake up, King. Wake up, Ariana. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Woo! Good morning. It's Blake from Houston. Wake up, brush your tongue off. Good morning. Get, get, get rested. Get yourself together. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey, hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Jazz, Jalen and Jaya calling from Greenville, South Carolina. Good morning. Say, say, morning. Jason, wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning from Durham, Pam. I love me some Gary. Good morning. Have a blessed day. Everybody on Praise the Lord. Miss Hunter speaking. Miss Hunter, how you doing? This is Barack Blumenfield. I'm calling from down here at the um, Community Center. What I was calling in reference to was in t- reference to your daughter. We had a couple of incidents at the pool last week. We spoke with her once about it, but uh-huh. um, Allison urinated in the pool again today. She did? Yes, ma'am. The moment there's any type of foreign chemical or foreign body acids in the water. Oh, okay. All the water around her turned purple, and all the other kids freaked out and swam away. And that was the first incident on Tuesday. This time, the incident basically escalated. And I don't want to say that your daughter defecated in the pool, but I know that nobody dropped the candy bar in the pool. Okay. And some things I need to go over with you right quick. Basically, what's going to happen, we had to drain the pool earlier today. We're going to need 850 from you and drainage fees because we had to drain the pool and go ahead and get everything sterilized. Okay. There were 22 other kids in the pool. Uh-huh. We're going to need $1,250 from you for the E. coli testing that we held on all the children today. So $1,250? Yes, ma'am. In addition to the initial 850 $75 because we have to rechlorinate the water. And finally, we have to sterilize the walls and the base of the pool as well as all the internal drainage pipe and that's going to be another 872 Sir, have a good time you, you're talking about 1250 dollars plus 850 dollars plus 75 plus 872 it's, it's no way i can pay that tomorrow i don't have that type of money yes ma'am well miss hunter i understand that but what you have to understand we just can't put a garden hose in the pool and let it fill yeah i up. understand that i don't 
I mean, I don't have it. So let me ask you this. How do you pay your bills during the summer? By the grace of God. So you just walk around with all the lights on and just hope that God pays your power bill. I, this is my first time hearing about something like this. I don't know what caused Allison to do that. You know, children are going to be children. That's why we didn't really stress the urination thing. But once it got to the defecation, it caught everybody off guard because it floated over and it bumped another kid on the shoulder and we need to get his shoulder sterilized and everything. The lifeguards didn't know what to do. It was basically a lot of chaos in the pool and that was all caused by your daughter. Did she take a, a laxative or, I mean, what, what caused her bowels to move well, like that? I don't know. Well, most laxatives make the stool very soft, but this is a pretty solid. Really? I'm just floored. I, do I need to come out there to talk to you? Well, at best, I'm just going to have to get you up here this evening to help me clean out the pool and help sterilize it. And well, everything. I'll do that. I mean, I could do that. Well, as soon as the pool drains out, we're going to have Allison go down there and get the um, get the piece of matter herself. We're not going to let anybody on our staff touch that, and we figured that would be a pretty much adequate disciplinary action for her. We're not going to kick her out of the program. But well, however, I, I would I would prefer that you just kick her out of the program. I've never I've never had this type of behavior from Alice. Now let me ask you about your own your own parenting skills. Let me tell you something, sir. One thing I do know is that we pray for her every day, and then she has a prayer of her own. I tell her about her guardian angel that sits on her shoulder. Does the guardian angel tell her to urinate in the pool? Oh no, I, I said that was saved. Do you beat your kids? Well, I used to be a part of that, but I'm I'm trying to do better now. There's nothing wrong with the beat down. Can I know somebody else you need to beat down? Who? Your good friend April Kia. Oh, <laughs> Juliet, what's going on, girl? Oh, I mean, I am gonna be her dad. <laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken. Buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's go. Uh, you know, we're trying to see, you know, we try to give people opportunities here. We try to give people jobs, try to give people opportunity. But this man been calling in sick every day, man. And uh, it's, 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 this thing is coming to an end. We got a letter from uh, Human Reese. Hello. Yo. Hey, yo, you, you, yo, you, yo, you got problem right now on your hands, Shadow. I'm gonna let you know right now, cuz. Yeah, we got, got a problem, problem with you, you calling in uh, sick every no, day, no, bro. No, you, 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 you
Well, my legal, my legal, my law attorney, my legal, my legal uh, liability. My yo, you finna have a problem, Shadi. Not maybe not you per se, but I'm saying you and the co- company you work for, cause they they they, but they done messed up now. Black Tony, Black, Black Tony, Tony, how many times you called in sick? How many times you called in sick last week? Listen, let's let's I, talk about that. I, I answer the question. Shit. I ain't calling sick now. I'm telling Shadi. First of all, all right. How many times did you show up for work last week? <laughs> You started, you see that's your problem. You always you see you stuck on the past. We talking about right now. Listen, what about okay? Yeah. Listen, what's your, listen, what's your excuse for not coming today? Listen, Shadi, my my excuse right now. I don't. You know, I told you, I told you last week. I'm thinking about uh, 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 retiring, and I called the uh, the him retiring. You first. You, I don't I know, Black Tony. Rock T said you retired when you first got the job because yes, you ain't been. <laughs> Listen, Rick, I told them folks in human research, I said, look, y'all need to let me know the status of my, because my sister told me, she said, she said, look, brother, ask them about your 141, your 41K. Ask them about your 41K money. So I said, I need to know exactly status of my 41K money. And we pulled out my calculator. And Hold on. It's 401K. <laughs> and we figured out, I've been working since 2012. Yeah. And it's six dollars an hour. Hold on. Is that a calculator? You tap it on the table. <laughs> now I'm, I'm and so look, we came yeah. up with default for the hell I'm supposed to have like a hundred and seventy a hundred and seventy thousand dollars and six six a hundred and seventy thousand six hundred dollars in my forty one K. I called human research yesterday. Get what he fuck told me I got. What? Talking about cause of my all of my time off. <laughs> Because what? They let it go because I talking about because I took a lot of time off. How much? Oh, let me ask you. Part. I'm just trying to help you out because I want to help you figure this out. How much time did you take off? They said I took off. It add up to like 713 months. <laughs> but look, that's time 24. That's time three hours a day. Time 24 times seven 365. They talking about I got $60 in my damn 41k. Yeah, Black Tony, you ain't came, you came to work twice in about four years. Tony, so how I'm gonna retire with sixty dollars? <laughs> Get back to that trap, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, <laughs> Rocky. Hey, yeah. Hey, Black Tony. What? Can you make a promise to everybody, man? These boys took all my money. <laughs> Listen, we can get this straight. Listen. What? Go ahead. You promise you coming to work tomorrow? And I ain't Just promise that. Ups- I ain't crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I'm upset right now. What? Can you come tomorrow, Black Tony? Let's get We got to start somewhere. Prom- Just promise yeah. all the listeners that you'll be okay. here tomorrow. Okay, look, I tell you what. I promise I'll come tomorrow. I'm going to call him and research today. See if we, we work something out. And I'll come tomorrow, but... I'll call, I'll call human resources today, but I need you to promise everybody that you promise you're coming to work tomorrow. Okay, but look, I need to get some gas. Can you cash up me six hundred dollars? Some gas? What you driving a plane? <laughs> yeah, that went up. I don't see it so separate. Why do we have to separate ourselves so much from each other? Why is black women one separate entity and black men are another separate entity? That's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how any other race operates. But we're the only ones who operate like that and think it's functional. You feel me? I've said it before. Why do we get the label of strong, independent black woman? We don't hear that from nobody else. I've never heard strong, independent white woman, strong, independent Asian woman, strong, independent Latino woman, strong, independent Indian woman. I never heard none of that. But we pride ourselves to being strong, independent black women as if independence is something that we should strive for as a people. 
Independence is death. Everybody needs somebody. And the reason why we're struggling in our households and our communities is because we think that there's something good about being independent. Black women need black men and black men need black women. I swear she right. I swear. That being by yourself is for the birds right there. That's that's real. Shoot. Uh, Gary, we got to talk about that one day. We're going to have to address that. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. Gary has a T and the color of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Ricky, the prayer warriors are definitely being solic- solicited, y'all, for Big Sadie, honey. Or maybe she pronounced her name Big Shardy. If y'all don't know who she is, honey, she's an Instagram model, Ricky. And she's definitely, y'all, she's the ex-girlfriend of Neo and the mother of his two youngest sons, y'all. They're saying, honey, that she is facing child cruelty, Ricky for helping her son beat up another kid at the bus stop, Ricky. She was just helping her child. She said on social grounds, she was on her social media, she said, honey, my son was getting bullied and jumped from kids at his school, and I only got involved to help and protect him, as any mother would. She said, as a law-abiding citizen, she said, I'm fully committed, honey, to cooperating with the legal authorities and providing all necessary information to ensure, honey, fair and just resolution, honey. And you know, a lot of people said. Well, how know, many honey, times we we didn't call the school, we didn't told the principal, told the teacher that our child is being picked on, child is being uh, bullied, and and all that stuff, and nobody do anything. And mm-hmm. so sometimes, as a parent, you get to a point where you have to be at that damn bus stop, shoot. Mm-hmm. You I don't know, know or, mama or that ain't jumping in. <laughs> like, right? Who not gonna jump in? You watching your child get beat up? Uh uh-uh, uh. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. I done been on the school bus before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ricky, you got to go in there, yeah. look him in the eye, and you got to yeah. make it be clear. Do not touch uh, my kid ever again. Oh, uh, it's yeah. gonna be a problem. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, and then they, then you try to talk to their parent. Their parents be these these. See, the crack babies. Uh, these the crack babies kids. <laughs> <laughs> See, let's just put it out there. No, no, the crack the crack babies got grandkids now. Mm-hmm. It's the crack the crack babies who had kids got kids. That's what we're dealing with right now. I, I ain't lying. I'm not lying. I talk yeah. about this on stage or whatever. That's, and so you're dealing with the uh, the mothers and they 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 friends with their kids and they don't have no parenting skills and they don't teach their children that bullying is wrong. And right. some parents just not having it. We not having yeah. it. Don't pick it. Don't mess with me and mine. Cause we don't bother nobody. One thing we do is, is, is teach our kids: do not bother anybody. And uh, everybody can't afford certain shoes. Our rent is not $27. Yeah. So that's just real. Well, we just got to pray, honey. Bless her spirit, honey, because she will be facing charges, honey. So we got to hope this all turn out right for her. All right, moving on. In other celebrity news, y'all, oh, Lord. Now, they're saying, honey, that Iman Shumpert and his beautiful wife, Tiana Taylor, may have been married for over six years, but they're saying the couple have children together, and they say that, but it's being reported that Mr. Shumpert, who played in NBA, honey, and Taylor, who's a big fashion designer and big woman in fashion and film and television, they're saying there may be rumors that there's some cheating going on, honey. Now, according to uh, research, honey, and people saying that, they say, honey, the proof post, they say some woman, honey, she um, is one of, she says she's Iman, um, she works with him or whatever, but they're saying the alleged side chick, she goes by the Instagram handle of Avi Mommy, 
They're saying that she posted, she came, honey, and posted something over. They said she had a chain on that was his chain. She said, honey, that chain is for the company. She, that chain was made specifically for him and his artist. She said she's one of his artists. And that's why she had the chain on and stuff. But people are saying, honey, that they heard him in the background talking and what have you and stuff like that. But I know he wouldn't dare. I, Iman wouldn't cheat on um, Tion, honey. I'm sure he loves her entirely too much. And she's a beautiful woman, a great woman and stuff. But the woman had a chain on. She said it's for the artist, so... You know these Instagram models, honey, are too many things, honey. They uh, they are good and built, and they nice, attractive women or whatever. But I, I just can't see Iman doing that to um, um, Tiana because he loves her too much, honey. From what we've she's seen, she's good and built too. Yep, she's good and built, that, but you know, yeah. but they never want what they got, honey. They always want something else, honey. Oh, I think they're fine. I just think this is somebody trying to cause some trouble. Yeah. And, and if Tiana confirmed that that's that's the company chain and that's that's their oh, artist. Oh, no, the woman so, confirmed. Well, good. That's even better. That's mm-hmm. even better. Clear it up. Don't start no drama. They they are happy together. And they sure are. Just like the rest of these celebrities. Whatever, Gary. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Oh, okay. Don't do that. I, but I, we just got to pray. We're going to keep them lifted, though, Brad. <laughs> we we, 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 love, we love we Tiana pray, and Iman. Really. Don't do that. And while we praying, y'all, let's pray for Nick Cannon. Let's get this quick, honey. Nick Cannon, y'all, now, you know, honey, Nick Cannon's been on, honey, the um, the, um, the mass singer, y'all, for almost 10 years or what have you. And people are saying, honey, Nick Cannon got tired of too much money because he spent his money on foolishness. And here's what Nick Cannon had to say about the foolishness and what he spent it on. So exciting because this is one of those things where a lot of people have bet against me. You know, because uh, I have been on some other shows and they were like, why would you leave such an amazing show to go do a better show? Nick's $2 million diamond shoes is just one sign of the show's success. This is all diamonds. This is toned down, Nick. Just, this is just I let the diamonds do the talking. Rick, oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. For shoes. Hey, man. I wish hey, I could have some $2 million diamond shoes. Click them babies together, <laughs> boy, and end up in, boy, what? Oz. But that's, I mean, that's a lot of money, though. But I guess his kids, he got all those kids, and he got, those kids are very wealthy off, honey, or whatever they did, wearing $2 million shoes, honey. So, I mean, congratulations goes out to him, though. But, I mean, that's a lot of money. He could feed all Africa and then some with $2 million shoes, honey. How do you walk in them? You just Anybody walk one front, in front of the other like everything else? Put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> I guess so. But congratulations, honey, to Nick Cannon and his two. Gary, you want some two million dollar shoes, wouldn't you? Um, well, I probably would, but I mean, you know, you wouldn't know about it. Boy, you, boy, you know. when I go home, I go ahead and look at my closet, look at all them damn shoes I got from Aldo and Express. Boy, oh, I'm gonna be oh, looking man. some kind of way. You shouldn't have did that story. I know. I'm yeah, finna go to uh, do what Special K do before he go on. So I'm finna go to Michael's and give me some little rhinestones and some glue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, hey, you yeah. better, boy, better tell I'm finna get all them damn gator shoes yeah. I be wearing to church and put them damn diamonds on there. Yes. And right. have a shining Maria, boy, when I walk on stage. <laughs> So I got I the Nick Cannon. I got the like Nick this. Cannon ones, baby. You better go to Marcus and get you some diamonds. You heard me? Well, I hate to bust your bubble. Let's clear it up. Those are not diamonds. They're called rhinestones. When I got rhinestones, shoes that look just they, like but, these. But you know what? When you walk on stage and the lights hit it, the audience oh, yes. ain't gonna know the difference. Oh yeah. Them like that's Ricky Smiley from Friday up the next. Yeah, them some yes. two million dollar shoes. Went right yes, on down there to uh, Michaels. I'm going to Michaels. Yes. Day. You have Shoot, the one special Send me a picture of the shoes. I'm going to go buy me some shoes that look just like shoes. Get that Say what? <laughs> yes, Lord. What'd you now say, they Gary? say the ones that Special K be wearing when they're a little bit too bright, you know they're not real. <laughs> not <laughs> at $69. Yeah, baby. Those hey, K, what kind of bright. shoes you had on in Cincinnati? Oh, <laughs> uh, that was nah, that was my camo boots. Those are going Those are going to be, I'm going to be buried in them shoes. <laughs> you sure well, yeah, will, put baby. Some, put some line. The Lewis Parmesan on the high and light yellow on the low. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Did you see that post? People are talking. Here's what's trending on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. In the studio, not only a comedy icon, but now an author as well. And he's talking to us today about his new novel, Flipping Boxcars. Y'all, please welcome, man, my big brother, mentor, the one and only Cedric the Entertainer. What's up? It's me on. what up, man? <laughs> What's up, Rick? What's going on, Doc? Hey, man, I'm good, man. It's a, I mean, we are just thrilled to have you on this morning. It's three people that, that I get nervous. That's you, that damn DL, and, uh, and Steve, man. I get nervous talking to y'all because y'all are definitely big brothers and mentors. Congratulations on writing your first novel. Uh, how much is it based on your on your grandfather's real life, said? Man, you know what I did was, you know, I took them family stories we get, Rick. You know how people start telling you somebody, you know, a story. Then you just imagine the whole thing, man. So, uh, basically, I just started, you know, I took, like, those little stories that I knew from my uncle, from my mom. And then I just, you know, expounded upon it and created this fictional world that my grandfather lived in. It's a lot of true mixed in. I'm going to say this this, this probably this probably 80 you know, eighty twenty. Twenty percent of it is is enough to you know, ground the ground the world and eighty of it is I've kinda made up. All right, said now we all know that comedy is your trademark, right? But writing a novel is like a whole new thing. What's the right. most challenging part of transitioning from comedy to writing a novel? I mean, I think the real key is that you gotta like stay true to plot points. You know, you start to create a story and a narrative about like what happened and and then you have to understand that you like introduce the characters and the world and you gotta you know make sure it drives to the end you know when I first started doing this I definitely got myself in corners and didn't know how I was gonna get out of it like you know and that's the kind of experience you have when you write a novel you like alright cool what what can happen here so that it's not boring or that it, it, it feels predictable and right. so these are the kind of things that you learn and you learn about yourself too like you I know basically that. how you got the moves 
<laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, we know you're a man who does many things, and you like to throw down in the kitchen, too. You recently decided to team up with Anthony Anderson and create your own barbecue and seasoning rubs. What inspired that, and where can people grab some? Yeah, man, AC Barbecue, me and Ant, we've been out here. Uh, we started it this summer. Uh, it's in Walmart. Y'all go to Walmart all around. You go to our website, acbarbecue.com. Uh, we doing rubs. We doing the tools coming in. We in talk to restaurants. We got sauces coming. So you know we we in Walmart. Then got deals going with Lowe's and Home Depot uh, coming this fall, man. So uh, it just do this fire. You know that we wanted to. We didn't want to do no tequila brand or, or liquor, but we wanted to do something that you know spoke to our culture and grilling, getting together, cooking, having cookouts. That's just as black as it comes. That's black yeah. as black as time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so say, so say when you, uh, I, I, hold on, Gary, but say when you have a cookout, people are looking, uh, like your family, your kids, they looking for, forward to you making the barbecue. Like, you really good. You really get out there on that grill. Yeah, like, I, I definitely get out on that grill, man. And so what we want to do in this show, though, is really look for that whole culture. Because, you know, barbecuing is different in the East State. Some people like this way. Texas like it this way. South Carolina, Carolina like it this way. And what we want to do is celebrate all of that. So that's really what we do right here. We don't try to be like, I'm out grilling somebody. You know, we just come up with fun recipes, introduce to each other, and, uh, you know, and use these rubs and seasonings, man, to make sure that people understand that we're building the national brand here and we, we represent it uh, for, for the culture. So, Mr. Entertainer, outside of your professional life, what are some of the professional, or should I say personal interests or hobbies that you do to relax and just have fun? Man, I mean, I'm mainly a golfer. You know, I do. I, I golf. I like to sit around. And chill, I, you know. I'm a cigar smoker, and then yeah. I, I've been trying to, I'm trying to convince Ricky to give me one of them yachts. He got like six huh? yachts. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> he got six yachts that he go on different boats mm-hmm. and different lakes, and you know, you got to be, you know. But, but I, I mainly do that kind of. Stuff. Yeah, those rentals ain't, ain't all over it. But look, bro, I, I swear I miss going on the road with you. And it's funny, I was sitting there, uh, Maria, talking to Rita Brent, and she telling me all of these stories, what her experience is going on the road with you, because uh, she, uh, you know, she she toured with me also. And I'm sitting here just having like real flashbacks. Said, do you remember the days when we were doing all the colleges, and you always sitting in the front seat of the minivan, me, you, Dion Cole. Tony Schofield, Duran Howard, like we would, Maria, we would do colleges all over the country going to wow. the college to it in a minivan. Am I lying? Say it. No, no doubt, man. You know what I mean? And we weren't, we weren't going to soccer practice. We weren't soccer moms or none of that. <laughs> we had our own lunch. Everybody had to bring their own lunch with them. So you in a minivan. Right back there with six complete sons. <laughs> man, Cedric, you're like that favorite family member. I remember like, man, maybe like 20 years ago, I met you uh, after a show in Tennessee and you were just so kind, so personable. Um, and I know that, you know, we get to watch you evolve with the with comedy and there's a lot of changes. Um, how have you adapted to the changes uh, throughout your career as it relates to, you know, doing comedy and social media and all those things? You know, I mean, that's what I just try to stay consistent with who I am. I know that the world changes. There's a lot of, you know, reason to be, you know, to, to 
to do social media to get get your name out there. You know, those people do a lot of things to to draw attention to themselves. But me, I just always want to be solid, known as being solid and walking my own shoes, man, and walking my own lane. So that's what I do. I don't really pay attention to a lot of worlds. I ain't got a lot of comments on people's lives and all that stuff. I don't worry about none of that, man. I know when something happened and, and they personal friends of mine, I call them personally. That's what I do. I don't, I don't get on there and start talking about people's situations and all that stuff. So that's it, man. I just try to stay low, man, and, and do my thing and stay, and stay focused and, and be creative and show people that's what it's all about. So, Cedric, in regards to stand-up, um, can your fans look forward to another comedy special or a tour from you in the near future? You know what? I've been thinking about that for sure, man. Definitely want to do something, you know, uh, definitely want to put another special out. It's been a minute. Uh, 2016 was my last special. So, yeah, you know, I, I take my time, but, you know, I, I want to develop this book into a TV show. So Yo. these are the kind of things that I'm staying focused on. That's dope. So, Sam, what would you say has been the most rewarding aspect of your journey in comedy and entertainment? I mean, really, it's just an opportunity to do all the many things I wanted to do. I mean, I've, I've been really blessed to do stand-up, movies, television, Broadway, now yeah. written a novel, you know, direct. And That's I right. just really appreciate it. Now I love, like, creating. Like, you know, Rick brought up uh, Rita Brim, one of, us, one of both our favorites unique and I want to be able to give people like that real opportunities you know she wrote for me on the Emmys when I hosted the Emmys oh, and that, wow. that was just dope like to have her be in that dope in that in kind of environment and so that's what I think that's what we do next is use our our celebrity and our power to really put our friends on to give people that 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 upper leg uh, that's really what it's all about right now Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just I just want to personally say again, uh, even when I the, the dates that I opened up for the Kings of Comedy, uh, you were the first person to take me to Miami. Uh, I did a lot of went to a lot of cities the first time with you. I appreciate your encouragement. I appreciate your correction. I appreciate uh, Eric Rohn, who is your manager. That, actually, your line brother, y'all uh, uh, Cappers. Yeah. And Eric Eric yeah, Rohn yeah, was like. Swanny Swan was like was like my first manager, man. I appreciate you teaching me everything that you taught me, man. I I miss you. I absolutely love you. I see you as a, a big brother, a uncle, a mentor. You mean everything to me. And me and Rita Brent sit in the dressing room and talk about you all the time. Darius and, and, and you know what I said? Darius is is, is a, Darius is a part of this morning show. Myself. Uh, uh, Rita Brent, all of us came uh, from your school, from, from the things that you and Steve yeah. did for us and produced for us, and now we able to help others. So, man, I love you, brother, and, you know, and I appreciate you and been, being there for me through some tough times, and, and I appreciate our conversations, man. And uh, I'm telling y'all, yeah. make sure y'all pick up Seth's new book, Flipping Boxcars, or check out the audio book. Uh, as always, man, it's a pleasure to have you on. I absolutely love and respect you, and thank you for everything you've done for me. I love you. Yeah, same here, Rick Smiley, man. You're definitely legendary, killing it in the game, and uh, you got that pedigree, man. Everybody who speaks to you speaks to you so highly, and I recognize it when I, cause I was like exactly who he is, man. So uh, that's always love, and keep grinding, man. All y'all, y'all killing it, you know, just, just what it's all about. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all show your love right now for the one and only, one of the original kings of comedy, Cedric the Entertainer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go. 
Ricky's about the morning show. Hey, Jeff Johnson got three things you need to know. Jeff, good morning. What's up, brother? How you feeling, man? Man, blessed and highly favored this morning. How you feeling? Happy to have you. Good to be on, man. It's a, there's so much I want to talk about, but as we as we kind of usher into another political season, I'm. It's really interesting to me what's happening on the Hill. Some of you. Uh, are aware and others of you are not about a lawmaker um, from Colorado by the name of Ken Buck. And why is this important? Because um, he is one of several House Republicans standing in the way of uh, the rights push to impeach Joe Biden, President Biden. Um, he's he's on the House Judiciary Committee. He's been going hard um, against House GOP members. Uh, he and Congresswoman Green, Marjorie Taylor Green from Georgia, uh, got a feud where they're going back and forth. And, and this is incredibly important. While it may seem like just internal feuding between the GOP, like the, the, the Republicans literally could move forward and impeach Joe Biden if he wasn't standing in the way. And so there, there's an interesting feud that's happening within the Republican Party as it relates to um, not only this issue, but but who's with Trump and who's against Trump, um, which means there's the potential for some infighting. But, but I think anybody who's paying attention also sees that there's infighting on both on both sides. And so is let, let me ask you this, Rick. Have you heard more and more people of color talk about potentially supporting Trump? Uh, yeah. There's a lot of them out there, Jeff. You'd be surprised. Well, yeah, and, there's, and not, there's a lot of them out there before. Even with the racism, they don't they don't care. Well, but but it but it's 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 connected to a frustration with the Democrat. Right. And I understand so that. It's not it's not that they ride with Trump. Um Many of them are just tired of what they believe is or how they frame. And so I, it, it's challenging for me. I, I've done this a long time. And I think that there's a question for a lot of us of, of which party actually delivers. Please, nobody listening think that I am saying I think Trump is a great option. I do not believe that. But I do think that as a community, we got to have some real conversation about what we want from our vote. Right. Because I honestly don't remember the last time people said, hey, here's what I want. And either you deliver this or I don't deliver my vote. Period. To both sides. And and so it's, it's going to be this election, I think, is going to be more interesting than a lot of others, because I think there's a generational shift where many are saying, I don't I don't do things the way my parents did. Them. I'm not doing it the way my grandparents did. It. I don't think that it works this way. Um, and I think we're going to have to do a lot of work to make sure that um, our folks are turning out for the right reasons. Um, they're pulling the lever for the right reasons. They're educated in the right way. But they also that I think that I, I appreciate this younger generation because I think they want to make demands. Right. And they want to get a return for their vote in a way that a lot of us, frankly, have not done. We turned out because we said somebody died for us to vote. But in the process, we didn't ask for anything in return for that vote. And that's not everybody, but it's a lot of folks because we have failed to see a lot of delivery in elections that aren't just about the president, um, but are about everything from dog catcher to president. And so, Rick, I, I would love for us to figure out how 
we're going to have this conversation in a way where we ain't got to be mad about people that disagree with what we think. We can actually all grow from an honest conversation and debate about what does our vote deliver us? Who do we need to support? How do we support them? What do we get in return? How do we get it in return? And how do we finally win in a way that perhaps we haven't in a really long time? Um, so as, as, as members of, the, of, of, of elected members are fighting, uh, we need to realize we don't need to fight. We need to come together and figure out what it is that we want, the mosaic of what we want, because we all don't want the same stuff. And how do we make sure that we get it um, without just following somebody else's agenda? So let me know what you think, y'all. Hit me at Jess Nation. Um, let me know how you view this debate, um, how you're thinking about your vote. Do you believe in the party system? Are you satisfied with one over the other? Because um, I want us to have an honest conversation versus one that's just about making people comfortable about whether we do or don't vote. Because that is not what we need in this next cycle. So appreciate y'all. Love you. Have a fantastic Tuesday, brother. And I will talk to you on Thursday. No, nah, man, we appreciate you, man. We love you, too. Hey, y'all, Jeff Johnson got, had three things you need to know. Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Kiki, I heard you and Fat Tasha trying to, uh, uh, I got something for y'all, Kiki and Fat Tasha. Wow, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Uh, now, everybody know, uh, uh, first of all, look, look. Fantasia Kiki, I want y'all to uh I want to shout out Vibe 1015 Tampa, Florida, and Z1059 yeah. Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh Fantasia, how often you drive up to Tampa from South Florida? I go up there a lot. They got this donut place I like. It, the International Plaza. I drive through there all the time. They got the drive. They just got a drive through so now I'm, I'm good. Tampa <laughs> I'm going up there. <laughs> No, you so hyped up. Don't get started. Don't. Hey. Girl, I love up there. 813, Clearwater Safety, all that up there. <laughs> hey, hey, and, and, the, and the station is uh, Vibe 1015, so you got to uh, set your radio up. So everybody that don't know uh, uh, Fat Tasha Drive, uh, Uber, uh, let them know about your car, Fat Tasha. Thank you, Ricky. Tell it, girl. Let, let them know what kind of car you you drive. I drive a PT Cruiser, charcoal gray. Just got it washed, <laughs> detail while I was in it. Look, shine and wash real good. They even sprayed me off. If you need a ride, yeah. Anybody out there in Tampa, Clearwater, St. Pete, I drive you now. I drive. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki, where y'all going this morning? Where y'all, where, where, where Fantasia taking you this morning, Kiki? We going to this donut place. This girl started. She, she obsessed, Ricky, with donuts. Tell her what you want, Fantasia. Six of Three glaze, three chocolate. That is how I get down. Three glaze, three chocolate. <laughs> That's hey, that we should have a donut argument uh, on the air one day. Uh, who got the best uh, donuts? Uh, uh, right, you know, you got Naptown. They got their world-famous donuts. You yeah, got Krispy Kreme. Yeah, yeah, you got uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Some people like Dunkin' yeah. Donuts. Uh, you, you got Shipley's yeah, Donuts. Shipley's. Ooh, Come Jesus. On, that's old school Jesus. right there. Ooh, keep talking. I like when y'all talk, man. Keep on. <laughs> you, <laughs> you mentioned Long's Donuts out there in nap time. Not long, not Long's Donuts. I swear if I long, could get some of them. Keep talking dirty. Come on. <laughs> hey. 
and, and now you got uh, Krispy Kreme, Fantasia. Where the hot light at? Put the hot light on. Come on now. Oh, the hot uh, light. Uh, Come on. What else, Special K? What, what we got? Ooh. You got uh, those are four right there. Those, yeah, that, those. That's it. You named them all. Yeah, that's it right What's there. What's your so favorite? We... Don't don't do like old fashioned. Like, I like any arm that tastes like cake. I like cake. Cake. You like the oh, jelly like feel. Cake. 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 But 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 you're gonna get some donuts. Uh, we're gonna make sure you have that. But I got a big surprise for y'all, and I know y'all don't mind getting in the car driving. Fat Tasha and Kiki, can I, can I get a drum roll, Super Day? You got a drum roll? Yeah, tell us, Ricky. I can't. Oh my God, hurry up! Hurry Fat, up, and, boy! And get the what song ready, Super Day. Uh, Fat Tasha and Kiki, I got you two tickets oh. to see Beyonce in Dallas, Texas. At the oh. yeah. Yeah! <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, Lord, Ricky, you ain't happy to do all that. Oh, my God. Yeah, Fantasha. Oh, I, I don't know what you're going to wear, but I know. Give me some Beyonce yeah. Super Day, Fantasha. <laughs> Kiki. Oh, my God. Dallas. Yes. Fantasha. I couldn't I could get the ones in Florida, so I got the ones in Dallas, Texas, but y'all going to have to drive from South Florida uh, to Dallas. Yeah. Uh, uh, Okay. And then I gotta set up every city that you drive through. I got you get free donuts when you uh when you get oh, to man. Orlando. Shout out oh, to ninety four point five, and then you oh, got to go through Tampa, yeah. and then you got to get on yeah. Highway ten and go through Pensacola, oh, and then Lord. and then head on up oh, to uh, what, what other cities? She going through Rock T. Uh, she coming uh, to the Carolinas, ain't she? Yeah, no, 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 no. You go to no damn Carolina to go from South Florida. I'm going to pass through Pensacola. I'm going to go through Alabama, through Tennessee. I'm going to make it up to the Midwest. I'm going to get a sugar rush out of these donuts, Ricky Smiley donuts yeah. of my life. I want to yeah. thank God. I want to testify. Oh, Lord. I got a donut for I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah, Father God. If it wasn't a donut that's been on my spine, tell me where would I be? <laughs> News headlines, entertainment, sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Got your front page right here, Maria. Good morning. Good morning, Ricky. The front page is brought to you by the Urban One Podcast Network. Listen to Small Doses with Amanda Seals. This week, Amanda welcomes social media sensation Lene Vanny to the show. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's what's happening in news. Attorneys for Donald Trump want a new judge in his 2020 election interference case. In a filing on Monday, they argue that Judge Tanya Chutkin should recuse herself for previous statements they say give the appearance of bias. Trump's attorneys say her words create a perception of prejudgment incompatible with our justice system. Mm-mm. 
Yeah, in other news, the Biden administration has struck a deal with Iran to swap prisoners and release $6 billion in frozen Iranian funds. Per the deal, Iran will release five American citizens detained in Iran, and the U.S. will release five Iranian citizens being held in the U.S. The deal creates a blanket waiver to transfer $6 billion in frozen Iranian money from South uh, Korea to Qatar without fear of violating U.S. sanctions. Lastly, thousands of guests at MGM Resorts in Las Vegas Strip have been locked out of their hotel rooms after the company was hit with a cyber attack, according to reports. The company's properties include Mandalay Bay, the Bellagio, MGM Grand, and others. The outage first detected on Sunday night has affected company emails, reservations, room keys, and casino slot machines. I'm Maria Moore, and that's what's happening in news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what you got in sports? Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Just win it. Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Ball game. New York Jets, man, beat the Buffalo Bills last night overtime with that walk-off punt return by Xavier Gibson. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers injured on the fourth play of the game. Possible Achilles injury. He's going to got an uh, MRI happening today, and if that is uh, positive of a torn Achilles, man, that could be a season-ending injury right there. So uh, everybody was excited about Aaron Rodgers, including myself, with his New York Jets squad, so we're going to see what happens with that. The Kansas City Chiefs, they get their big dog defensive player back, Chris Jones. He ends his holdout and signs a one-year new deal that will probably pay him somewhere up to about $25 million this year if you include all of the incentives that they're going to throw in that, that, that contract. Last but not least, man, Houston Rockets' Kevin Porter Jr., has been arrested after allegedly hitting his girlfriend, putting his hands around her neck. Man. When the police Mm. arrived, they noticed laceration above her right eye. Their blood was on her face. Allegedly, she was upset Mm. that he stayed out too late. So she locked him out of the room. And then he went and got security from the hotel that they were staying in. They got inside. He got inside of the room and witnesses say it just kind of went from there. And she ran out of the hotel room screaming, asking for help. So he's been arrested and we'll keep you posted on that situation right there, man. It's my quick sports report. Got the hot spot happening right now. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot Hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the B-R-A-T. Time for the hot spot. What up, Brat? What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat-Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Well, y'all, Wendy Williams' ex-husband, Kevin Hunter, has taken a step in the right direction amid his lawsuit against the producers of The Wendy Williams Show. Now, according to Radar Online, Kevin Hunter secured a major win in his court battle after a New York federal judge ruled against Debmar Mercury, the production company that produced the daytime talk show of the Wendy Williams show and its founders Ira Bernstein and Mort Marcus. Last year, Kevin Hunter sued the production company claiming that he was wrongfully terminated for his role as, from his role as an executive producer on the Wendy Williams show. After the talk of the show 
uh, host filed for divorce and accused him of cheating in 2019. Uh, at the time, the TV producer was ultimately let go of because his alleged affair with a woman named Sharina Hudson. Thankfully for Kevin, however, the judge's recent ruling denied the TV company's attempt to dismiss his lawsuit. The suit read, the termination of Kevin was basically strict, based strictly upon Kevin's marital status and his impending divorce to the show's host, ignoring all of the contributions that Kevin made to the show that was a success. In addition to that, Kevin claimed that he originated famous segments uh, like Hot Topics and Shoe Cam. He also said he contributed work and his contributed work included Final Say on guest marketing plans to boost ratings and more. Kevin accused the producers of planning to use elements from the Wendy Williams show on their new talk show with Sherry Shepard. Uh, a hearing for the case is set for later this month. Uh, and that's, you know, congratulations, I guess, to Kevin for, for kind of like winning that. Right. What you got to say, Gary? I'm listening, though. But I mean, well, I guess if he did. No, you upset. Now he don't yeah. have to be going out the window money. He got his own money. Now. He can have his own money. But I wonder if Miss Sharina going to stay with him. Because I thought they said she had not left him, too, though. So he'd have some extra change for his next woman. But yeah, that's but Wendy, though. But Wendy's still sad, sick, Ricky. So let's keep us still lifted in prayer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No, just the way you say it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brad. Well, moving Gary, on, y'all. Gary, you, you really concerned and. Yes. How much sleep did you lose? Ricky, I, I prompt, honestly, though, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I'm still stressed about it, but I'm glad Brad is bringing it to light to let the people know that what's really going on. Thank you, Brad. You, you're welcome, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all look like Atlanta rapper Quavo is preparing to become a college student. Uh, reportedly, the 32-year-old recently released his ball cap line, which pays tribute to the University of Georgia's football team. And during an interview, he revealed that he plans to enroll at the university next year. He said, next year, I'm going to enroll myself into, uni- into the University of Georgia, and I'm going to be a student on campus. I love UGA to the fullest. I just want everybody to wrap this hat and put it on their hair because we ain't capping about our rap. While the Migos rapper didn't say what he'll be studying at the school, he does believe that the Georgia Bulldogs football team will earn their consecutive third national championship soon, he said. He said we coming hard this year and we going three-peats. So congratulations to Quavo. Alright, y'all, we gonna wrap up the hot spot on that note. But coming up next, we got Talk It Out Tuesday with licensed professional counselor Yanetta Spring. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. <laughs> It's Talk It Out Tuesday, Tuesday with licensed professional counselor, Unetta Spring. All right, Richard, I'm on the show. It's Talk It Out Tuesday. Listen, man, y'all, please help me welcome licensed professional counselor, Unetta Spring. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Man, we're so happy to have you. Let's jump right into the therapy room. So uh, I know you yes. got something special for us this morning. Yes, I'm happy to be here. And and this morning, we're just going to continue our conversation talking about self-care in September. And last week, we talked about the uh, newborn developmental stage. This week, we're going to get into the second and third stages, which is the um, toddler stage and the school age stage. Okay, so let's get into the toddler first. So I want y'all to kind of envision maybe like a two or three year old. But we're looking at the, the behavior from the perspective of how they're taking care of themselves. So that toddler is somewhere around two or three. Right. They're just recognizing that they have a voice. They're starting how to understand how to use the word no. So if y'all have had any experience with a toddler, y'all know no is their favorite word. Right. But the problem is they know how to say no, but they don't really understand what they need yet. Right. Right. So they're saying no to the wrong thing. So in this stage, we're looking at um, you are saying no to people offering you help. Right. 
So you're struggling with tasks for too long and you're wearing yourself out. You're trying to figure things out on your own instead of accepting help or asking for help from others. So oftentimes toddlers express themselves by like having fits or tantrums because they lack the ability to communicate what they need. Um, so have y'all ever saw like a grown person have a, have a full tantrum? <laughs> right, yeah. because they were frustrated, you know, about something. Yeah. Instead of just being able to communicate and say, hey, this is what I need, this is what I'm struggling with, they, they can't ask for help. So if you can't ask for help and you're struggling and you're having adult tantrums, you might be in this toddler phase. That is that is great. Like, that's a real thing, for real. Gary yeah. had one every day, mm-hmm. don't he? Yeah, but but I, I do mm-hmm. notice, Counselor Spring, that uh, when, mm-hmm. whenever you say no to people, their energy shift. Like, like they cannot accept no. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and then people try to manipulate you to make you believe that no is mean. No is not mean. It's only the answer to your question, just not the answer that you hoped for. And uh, exactly. I've been cussed out and had people have an attitude with me for saying no. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's because we don't learn how to navigate these phases and know how to take care of ourselves. And oftentimes people have a hard time with your no because they don't they have an issue with saying no. So they're like, how dare you say no to me when I overextend myself and I do stuff for everybody else? They expect that same treatment. Right. But what you're what you're getting into now, Ricky, is the third stage. And that's the school age stage. So I'm going to tell you all about that one. That person is starting to understand a little bit more about who they are in relation to others. They know what they need to some degree, but they feel guilty for asking for it. Right. Mm. So that school age person, they fear losing connections with others and they're afraid that people won't want to play with them. Right. You won't want to play with me if I don't do what you want me to do or I don't accommodate you. So what this at this stage does is you don't take care of yourself to keep people around you because you've learned that people stay when you obey. Right. Oh, wow. So your priority is to accommodate others and deny yourself. Beyonce posted something this weekend and it really resonated with me. Um, She said that limiting people's access to you is self-care. And what I added to that was um, limiting your access to people is self-care, too. So when you're in this school age phase, you really have to understand who needs to be in your space. And you have to be able to understand how to limit people's access to you. So if you're in a relationship where people are always expecting you to give and they aren't reciprocal and um, people are taking and taking and you're not taking care of yourself because you're taking care of others, you might be in this school age stage. And this stage is really going to keep you stuck feeling guilty and hinder your ability to fully care for yourself. You know, Council Spring, uh, Brad came, rung my doorbell last night, and I, I sat in my living room and watched it. I did not want to go to the door because <laughs> you didn't it's like, can I borrow some toilet paper? Can I borrow uh, 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 some sugar? Can I borrow uh, whatever? And I just stood there. And I just stood there and I watched her. And I, I was like, no, I'm not doing it this time. I get tired of her. So what is, what is, what is that called, like? Like when I'm, I sat there and I just. That's called being I, mean. What? That's it's called being mean. mean. If I come to my brother for some toilet paper, the least you could do is give me a couple of sheets. Why not enjoy the goal? We all go. Okay. <laughs> Tell him, Brad. Yeah. Yeah, counts me. So I'm trying to, I, I I'm trying to look out for myself because she, you know, I had to do it. <laughs> 
I'm so sorry. Council Springs. Means stingy. Let everybody, yeah, I left my idea. And I want everybody to know that talking out to this segment is not meant to take the place of actually going to therapy, but it is a start. And you can always get more information on Yanetta's website, yanettaspring.com, on Instagram at Groundbreakers Therapy. So y'all make sure y'all give it up for Yanetta Spring, y'all. Come on. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.